Before we get started, I want to try something with you all. My goal is to get to 500 reviews on the Apple Podcast app for Founders Journal by the end of this week. We are so close, and I know with the Founders Journal community, we can get there. And to add a little sweetener to the deal, if we get there by the end of this week, 500 reviews, I'm going to host a Zoom happy hour for all of my listeners. It will be an amazing way to bring this community together. It'll be an amazing way for you to meet each other and for me to meet many of you. So now or after the show, head to the Apple Podcast app and give Founders Journal a review. It would mean the world to me. Now, on to the show. What's up, everyone? This is Alex Lieberman, co-founder and executive chairman of Morning Brew. Welcome back to Founders Journal, my personal audio diary, where I give you, the business builder, the tools you need to think better in order to build better, whether that's building a business, a team, or a new product. Today, I'm talking about Bitcoin. I think this is the first time I've ever done it, but it'll be worth your time. Let's hop into it. So a few days ago, I bought Bitcoin. The price was $35,000. Actually, it was $35,800. And I'm going to explain to you why I bought it. What this episode isn't going to be is a dive into my personal portfolio. It's also not going to be an explainer on Bitcoin. If you think that would be helpful and you don't believe there's already enough good content out there on it, just let me know. But I feel like there's a ton of content, so I didn't want to create yet another primer on Bitcoin. What this will be is a glimpse into how I think about taking risk and making decisions. Because while this is a personal decision, I think the process for taking personal risk isn't all that different from taking business or career risk. So what I'm going to do is walk you through my decision to buy Bitcoin, my decision regarding how much I bought, and all of the considerations I made along the way. You might be thinking to yourself, Alex, Bitcoin is old news at this point. Why are you just investing now? I'll answer that question as well. So on May 21st, I put roughly 0.25% of my net worth into Bitcoin. This decision came after about 30 hours of research on the topic. I spent time reading a great book about Bitcoin and the history of money called The Bitcoin Standard. I watched an hour-long video by Anthony Pompliano, also known as Pomp, breaking down what Bitcoin is. And I spent a few hours discussing my thesis with a friend from college who worked in emerging technology for PwC. While I didn't put a ton of money into Bitcoin, I did a pretty significant amount of research for a few reasons. First, I put in enough money such that if I lost it all, while it wouldn't be the end of the world, it would definitely sting. To the earlier question, why hadn't I already invested in Bitcoin? This is the reason. I hadn't taken the time to adequately study and prepare thoughts on whether I wanted to invest in Bitcoin or not. And I knew that I never wanted to make the decision just because a bunch of people on Twitter were saying that Bitcoin is going to the moon. To me, that was what gave me signal to study Bitcoin, but I was never going to put my money into something that I didn't study myself. The second reason that I put a pretty significant amount of time into researching this is I've thought about Bitcoin as kind of like the gateway drug to the world of blockchain technology. That is one of the amazing innovations of Bitcoin is that it is decentralized because a network of computers or nodes validates transactions so that you don't have to trust a bank or an intermediary to be the middle person between you 
and the person on the other side of the transaction. So things like Ethereum, NFTs or non-fungible tokens, decentralized finance, these are emerging technologies that I'm fascinated by. So my thought was, even though I didn't put a lot of money into Bitcoin, I wanted a great foundation for kind of this house of knowledge related to blockchain for it to sit on top of. So what was my view on Bitcoin after all of this research, after reading the book, after watching the video, after talking to my friend? Well, the view is that there is a very good chance that something is going to replace gold as a store of value. And if that happens, Bitcoin is the front runner to become the new gold, or as people refer to it, the digital gold. So let me talk for a second about the first assumption that I needed to agree with or disagree with to make this decision. The first is store of value. What does that mean and why is it important? The reason having a store of value is important is because you as a person, as a consumer, as a business, you want to have confidence that if you make $20 today and you put it into the bank, that it will be worth $20 next year or something close to it. The issue is you can't just assume that this will be the case with the US dollar. And in fact, time has proven this to be the opposite. The US is an inflationary monetary system. And simply what that means in practice is that if you took $1 in 1917 and you kept it in a safety deposit box for just over 100 years, if you open that box up today and you brought that into a store, the same $1 would be worth five cents today. One of the reasons this concept is so relevant and troublesome today, this concept of store value, is because the United States is printing more money today than it ever has. For context, one in five US dollars was created in 2020. Just let that sink in for a second. 20% of all the currency in the United States economy today was created in the last year. So not only is this a mind-blowing stat, but also it is why it is such a relevant discussion to be talking about Bitcoin, gold, and stores of value today. Because there's real concern that inflation is going to ramp up in the US and your United States dollars will be worth less tomorrow and the day after that and the day after that. And so let's say you are someone who is worried about inflation and you're worried about your dollar tomorrow being worth less than your dollar today, you're going to need to find a place to put your money that at the very least stores its value so your dollar tomorrow is worth as much as your dollar today. And that's where most people would say, why not gold? Which is a good question because gold for the longest time has been considered the store of value if you're worried about inflation. Gold, similar to Bitcoin, is considered to be a hedge for inflation. And what that just means, again, is it maintains its value even if the value of the dollar goes down tomorrow relative to today. And the way that gold has become a hedge for inflation is it's been narrative driven. It's because people say it's a hedge. Gold doesn't have really any intrinsic value in modern day society, but people have said that gold is the best thing to store its value because its supply isn't growing all that fast because it's been tied to money in the past. And so people have created this narrative that gold is a hedge for inflation. The issue with gold is that it's illiquid. If you have bars of gold in your safety deposit box or your closet or under your mattress, and you decide you want to sell your gold bars, you can't do that in an easy way. It's not easily divisible. You can't cut it up. You can't just go to a market and sell it. It takes some work. 
On the other side, when you look at gold relative to Bitcoin, gold is a tried and true hedge for inflation. Inflation For the last 5,000 years, gold has proven to be a store of value, whereas Bitcoin has not been tested yet against an inflationary period in the economy. And so all of this to say that if you believe inflation is going to happen, you're going to look for a store of value. The traditional store of value is gold. My bet that I'm making is that Bitcoin is going to become a narrative-driven store of value similar to gold. What does that mean? It's this virtuous cycle where if a group of people say that Bitcoin is this new hedge for inflation, and that causes other people to buy Bitcoin, that will then cause the price of Bitcoin to go up because people bought it, which will then make it an even stronger argument for people who go out and say that Bitcoin is a hedge for inflation. So where can my thesis go wrong? The first and the most obvious and the most important is trust. If we experience inflation over the next several years and Bitcoin does not store its value, and if it actually goes down in value or it continues to be a really volatile asset like it has been over the last several years, the narrative that I just mentioned to you breaks down. Some people believe Bitcoin also has the potential to become a medium of exchange or a currency where you can actually go to a store and pay in Bitcoin. You can transact with people in Bitcoin. But given certain limitations to the cryptocurrency, I see that being less likely. But trust is my biggest concern. Bitcoin will live or die based on people's trust in this being a hedge for inflation. There's two other risks that I considered when making this investment. They're not nearly as important, but they are important to consider. The second risk is that Bitcoin mining, which is, again, without getting technical, the activity by which Bitcoin transactions are confirmed, that's all you need to kind of know at this point, it is a, alleged to be really bad for the environment because Bitcoin mining takes up a ton of energy. This is actually most recently was why Elon Musk decided to no longer add Bitcoin to Tesla's balance sheet because he thought the environmental concerns were too much for him to ignore. Candidly, I need to do more research on this, but this is a big concern that's been talked about in the world of Bitcoin recently. The third risk is that Bitcoin runs the risk of being regulated by government. China in 2017 banned the use of domestic cryptocurrency exchanges for people to trade crypto. And most recently, in the last few days, the Chinese government said that they would crack down on Bitcoin mining. Beyond that, there's also speculation that the U.S. government is going to get involved at some point, which obviously would hurt kind of the first risk I'm worried about, which is trust. So let's bring this thing full circle. Despite all of the concerns that I just brought up about Bitcoin, I still put some money into it. Why? The reason is, is because risk isn't inherently bad. What is bad is uncalculated, unmeasured risk. Risk is all about sizing it properly and not taking on so much risk that it will sink the ship, or in my case, clear out all of the money that I have in the bank. You think about it, we take risks every day. You take risks when you walk across the street. You take risks when you decide to join a company and make your livelihood based on the stability of that company. So it's not inherently bad that I'm taking risks. It's about how do I appropriately size my risk for what my appetite is to take on risk. And so in my case with Bitcoin, let's just say I think there's roughly a 50% chance that Bitcoin goes to zero. And there's a roughly 50% chance that it goes to $100,000 per Bitcoin. Just for context, Bitcoin's sitting right around $36,000 a coin right now. 
What that means is I have to mentally be okay with losing everything that I put into Bitcoin and hope that my thesis is correct and that I will actually triple or more my money with it. But in the scenario where I am wrong and it hits the 50% chance of going to zero, I need to be okay with that happening. And I need to be confident that it is not going to sink the ship unless I've made the investment decision and my risk appetite is such that I am so incredibly confident that actually I don't assign a 50% chance of it going to zero. I assign a 5% chance of it going to zero. And so that's what I've done with my investment. There's two things I want you to take from this episode beyond just the idea of investing in Bitcoin. The first is to spend time learning about Bitcoin. It's not because I want you to decide whether to invest in it or not. I couldn't care less about that. But it's because I believe studying Bitcoin, learning about a new technology, and talking to really smart people who have interesting thoughts about Bitcoin can make you a better deep thinker and better at analyzing decisions in general, not just solely around this topic. I believe it is a contagious skill that you can build up using Bitcoin as just kind of the first use case of your ability to make decisions. The second thing I want you to take from this is a rough framework for how I tend to make decisions personally or professionally. If you break down the decision I just walked you through, what it started with was hearing a bunch of smart people talk about a trend. I am late to Bitcoin and I'm late to Bitcoin because I wasn't going to concede on my process for making an investment decision because I didn't do the research. And so what happened was my interest was piqued by really smart people talking about a trend. Because my interest was piqued, I decided to study the trend, in this case, Bitcoin, in order to form my own views on it. Smart people talking about it is what led to me studying it. Studying it is what allowed me to start analyzing it. And so to form my own views, I asked myself, what are the assumptions that people are making about Bitcoin or about this opportunity? And so for Bitcoin, it was one, the US printing money is bad. Two, printing money will lead to inflation. Three, people who think inflation is going to happen will look for a hedge in order to store their value. And four, that there are deficiencies in gold as a store of value that will have people looking elsewhere. Then in my process, I said, now that I know people's assumptions, I need to decide for myself, do I agree or disagree with these assumptions? And to what extent, how confident do I feel in agreeing or disagreeing with those assumptions? And then finally, I said, what are the risks associated with investing in this asset? And how high of a probability do I sign with these risks coming to fruition? That was like the 50-50 scenario I took you through. And by determining the assumptions that I wanted to make about Bitcoin and the riskiness of this asset losing value, I was finally able to make a decision about if I wanted to invest or not and how much I wanted to invest such that the level of risk would be accounted for. And that was my process for investing in Bitcoin. My hope from this episode is that Bitcoin was simply the vehicle for understanding a process of going deep in an opportunity and making a thoughtful decision around that opportunity. If you have any questions about my process, you want any good resources to study the cryptocurrency in general, or you want to further understand how my decision process applies far beyond a personal investment context like this, shoot me an email at alex at morningbrew.com. And by the way, none of this is investment advice. It is purely an exercise for thinking deeper and being a better decision maker. Thanks so much for listening and I'll catch you next episode. Mm -hmm. 
Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.